Hi, this is Emmy Enchanted, and you're listening to the podcast of Fantastic Books and Where to Find Them. I'm a 10-year-old who loves to read, and I hope that this podcast helps you to find books that are a good fit for you. If you ever want to request a review of a certain book, you can contact me on my website, www.fantasticbooksandwheretofindthem.org. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back. A couple of years ago, I went to Chicago. It was really fun. We went to a bunch of fun places, and I got to go to an American Girl doll shop and eat lunch with my mom. The Thorn Rooms are also located in Chicago. Sadly, I didn't get to go and see them. Did you know that, even though this book is fiction, it's based on a real-life place? The Thorn Rooms. Ruthie and Jack visit the Thorn Rooms all the time in the book, The 68 Rooms, by Marianne Malone. And, if you stick around to the end, I had a chance to interview the author. You won't want to miss it. Ready to get started? Here we go! Do you like magic? This book has a lot of magic, and it's very interesting. It starts out with two characters. Their names are Jack and Ruthie. Ruthie feels like Jack is just the luckiest person in the world. He can always get away with things. Ruthie can never get away with things. His mom dresses young. Ruthie's mom dresses in serious business clothes. Ruthie and Jack are best friends. It all starts when they take a field trip to the Thorn Rooms, a museum. This museum has one thing that Ruthie has always wanted to see, a giant dollhouse. When they take the trip to the Thorn Rooms, Jack asks a manager if he can see behind a locked door. The manager, Mr. Bell, tells him it's okay. He shows Jack behind the door, but it's nothing but boxes. Then he sees a key. He picks the key up and puts it back down. Jack thinks that he'll show Ruthie later. The next day, Ruthie came with Jack to the Thorn Rooms. Jack gave Ruthie the key. All of a sudden, she felt this warm feeling. Then, Ruthie shrunk. After that, Ruthie dropped the key and she grew back to full size. Later, they realized it could only happen near the Thorn Rooms, and when Jack held on to Ruthie, he would shrink too. Ruthie realizes that she can crawl into the dollhouses and feel what it would feel like to actually live in them. What Ruthie doesn't know is that every door that looks like it has a painting outside of it is really a whole new world. What adventures will they have? Will some giant bug come up and eat them on their adventures? Will they ever be able to get out? As I always say, read the book to find out. I recommend this book to readers who can take one story, remember it, and then go on to another story. It was a bit confusing for me, but once you get the hang of it, it's a really good book. Here's a few helpful things I like to say about the books I read. Run and get mom. It's how I describe the scariness factor. Yes, of course. Magic always involves some scariness, don't you think? Yucky lovey stuff. It's how I describe the romance factor. Do you really think there would be yucky lovey stuff in a magic book? Because there is not. So, what's my rating for this book? I give this book... Four Wands. It was a bit confusing at times, but like I said above, once you get the hang of it, it's a really good book. 
Recently, I got a chance to talk to the author of this book, Marianne Malone. It was a really fun experience learning a bunch of different things about her and her book. I hope you enjoy. Hi. Hi, Mary Lane. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm very How's, well. How's the summer been? Um, it's been very nice. It's been very busy. Um, and it's just now starting to get a little warm here in where I live in Philadelphia. We've had, it's been pretty mild, but now it's starting to feel like summer. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it while it lasts and then I'll get tired of it and be really excited for fall. <laughs> and did you have a good time at camp? I did. It was really fun. Oh, good. Ready to get started? Sure, absolutely. Okay. How did you become interested in this thorn room? Well, you know, it's hard for me to remember a time when I wasn't interested in the thorn rooms. I grew up in Chicago, and my mother was an artist, and she spent a lot of time in the Art Institute, which is the big museum where the thorn rooms are. And she would take me, um, often without my siblings, because I was the youngest one, and when they were in school, she would just take me as a very little girl into the museum. And um, I just always remember being in love with the thorn rooms from the get-go, from very, very small. And it was the thorn rooms were installed in a different part of the museum back then. And they were sort of in a hidden away and without a lot of signs around to find them. So you had to know where they were and they were kind of spooky. They even though they were downstairs in a basement, they felt like they were upstairs in somebody's attic. Um and it was dark and and they were just magical. That sounds very pretty and long as kind of scary. A little bit but scary, a little scary. exciting, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. What inspired you to make the paintings portals to past worlds? Well, so when you look at the thorn rooms, um, one of the things that's kind of difficult to see when you just look at the catalog or the photographs of them is that each room has windows you can look out of and you can see painted dioramas behind them. And some of them are landscapes and some of them are cityscapes and some of them are sort of enclosed gardens. So each, and also there's little rooms, side rooms that you can look through doors and see hallways or maybe another part of another room. So each thorn room is in a setting. And when you go there and you look at them and you look out past the rooms, through the windows, through the, the doorways and you see these other spaces, you realize that you want to go there too. You want to go in the room and you want to go past the room. And I was always interested in time travel um, from the time I was very little. So for me, it was just natural to look at those landscapes and those cityscapes of those different time periods and think I could go there through those rooms. They must be portals to the past. So that's why I wrote, I turned them into portals to the past. Sounds very interesting. I wish I could go into the thorn rooms and go to the past world. Well, you're just going to have to do it through my books. <laughs> Which of your characters do you see the most of yourself in? Well, I think a lot of authors would tell you that 
they there's a little bit of them in all of their characters. Um, sometimes even the villains, you know. But I think there I I see myself a lot of myself in Ruthie um, and in Jack. You know, Ruthie has an older sister, and I had three older siblings, so I was also the youngest in my family. And I remember as a kid always having a sense of waiting till it was my turn. <laughs> I was always going to be the last and waiting for something exciting to happen to me. Um, and so I think that that's at the beginning of the story, that's one of the things that Ruthie talks about, how she wants something exciting to happen to her in her life. Um, and Jack, I feel like um, there's a lot of uh, Jack in me, because Jack is a very optimistic person, I think, and I feel very much that way. Um, I'm always interested in what the day is going to hold. So there's a lot of that. I'm also, I think Jack's mom is a lot like me. She's an artist, um, and I see myself very much as as uh, an artistic person. Um, so there's a lot of characters. Even Mrs. McVitie, sometimes I think when I'm an old lady, it wouldn't be so bad to be sitting around in an antique shop with old books and old things and, you know, mm. <laughs> poke, right. poking through boxes. So there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of me in, in most of the characters. Okay. Who, besides yourself, is your favorite author and why? Well, it's funny that you should say, besides myself, I don't know that I am my favorite author. Sometimes I am, but not always. <laughs> um, and I'll, I can name a few authors. I wouldn't even put myself in competition with some of them. They're so brilliant. Um, I think my favorite writer ever is E.B. White. And partly because I think Charlotte's Web is, maybe the best novel that's ever been written. It's kind of perfect. Um, but I also love the things he wrote for grown-ups. He wrote beautiful essays um, about all kinds of subjects all through his career. So he's, he's just a great writer. He also was a great teacher of writing because he was the co-author of a very important book that most writers know about um, that's a book about style, about writing style, and about grammar. Um, so it's a very useful book. Anyway, I love E.B. White. But I also love a lot of um, contemporary writers for kids. I love Jenny Holm. I love uh, Jean Birdsall, who wrote the Penderwick series. Um, Peter Brown, The Wild Robot, I just recently read, which is fantastic. Um, the recent Newbery winner, Meg Medina, who wrote Mercy Suarez Changes Gears. I just finished reading that. It's a delightful book. She's a great writer. So there's so many. I love them all. <laughs> if you could ask one question to Evie White about anything, what would you ask him? Oh, I would ask him, what does he do when he gets frustrated in his writing? Because he wrote in a way that made it seem so easy. And I know it wasn't because it never is. It's always hard. Some days are easier than others, and some days it's really hard. So I would like to know what he did on those days. If he got up and took a walk or did something else or tore up his paper. <laughs> what do you do when you get frustrated when you write? Well, I usually take a walk. That's the biggest help. Or do something physical, like um, go dig in the garden or... Um, 
just go take a shower, just something that's very physical, and I try not to think about the writing too much. And usually when I'm out taking a walk or something, an idea comes to me, and I, I stop and I make a note. It's very helpful. So that's usually what I do. And sometimes I have just have to recognize that I'm tired, and I have to stop and take a nap or start again tomorrow after I'm rested. So that's usually what I do. Okay. What are your favorite hobbies besides reading and writing? Um, well, I love to paint and draw, and I love to sew and knit. I love to make things. I like to bake a lot. Um, I like to cook, but I especially love to bake. Um, and, yeah, digging in the garden. I love going to museums. My husband and I are big museum uh, goers. And I like to go to museums just to wander, to not, to pretend I'm not going to learn anything. I don't like it when I feel like I have to go. I like to just go and wander around and see what catches my eye. Nice. What's a tip you would give kids to encourage them to read? I would encourage them to read things they love to read. If you finding if somebody gives you a book to read and recommends it and you start reading it and you're not crazy about it, it's okay to put the book down. It's okay to not fall in love with a book that somebody else fell in love with. And I would also suggest to reread the books that you love. Um, I remember one summer, my son, uh, when he was about in fifth grade, and he wasn't a big reader until then, but he found this one book that he loved, and I think he read it four times in a row. <laughs> and I thought, that's that's just a good thing, you know? It's just a good thing. It's important to, um, and every time you read it, you see something that you missed. So I think rereading a book rather than piling up, you know, I read 50 books this summer. If you read, you know, five books five times, that's good too. <laughs> um, yeah, so read what you love. Just read what you love. That's good advice. Can we look forward to any more books from you? I hope so. My agent has uh, just turned in a manuscript to her, which I hope she um, finds a good home for. Um, and I'm working on a couple of other, well, I'm working on about three manuscripts right now. Um, and everything is going to be for the same age group. All the books are for the same age group. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it won't be too long before another book comes out. Hopefully. Thank you so much for letting me interview you. Well, thank you so much for being such a, a great um, lover of books and and for the, the great job you do with your with your reviews and now your podcasts. They sound I, I listened to the first one. It's it's wonderful. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Well goodbye. Goodbye. I love that interview. Those answers were really interesting. I love Charlotte's Web as well. E.B. White is a great author. I hope she inspired you to read. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you're listening in iTunes, please give me a rating and be sure to subscribe. And always remember, reading is magical.